0: Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale.
1: And we want to welcome our first guest, and that is Olivia Honner. She's the editor-in-chief. Of the Gannon Night. Welcome, Olivia. Hi,
2: thank you for having me.
1: We appreciate you being here. Okay, so this is a family show. We like to kind of find out where people have come from. And so uh, are you a commuter, or are, did you um, come here from out of town?
2: I'm originally from Cleveland, but I do live off campus this year, so I'm technically a commuter. Okay, it's, yeah.
1: Uh, it's, yeah. So, so Cleveland, uh, how did you find out about Gannon?
2: Uh, my uncle and aunt went here in the early 2000s. They met, they fell in love. Growing up, that's all I ever heard about was getting this, scanning get that, and now here <sighs> I am.
1: That's awesome. All right, so I I want to know how you chose your major and what is your major actually.
2: I'm actually a triple major: uh, journalism, public relations, and advertising. Well,
1: uh, but that sounds like a triple threat. That's it's, fantastic.
2: That's a lot. That's
1: a lot. Yeah. So, uh, and what year are you a senior now? I'm a junior. And you're managing the night. I'm wow. the
2: first junior to take over as editor-in-chief in, I want to say, 15 years. Yeah.
1: Good for you. Yeah. All right, so so I want to I know uh, just kind of some of the roles you've had, some of the stories you've had to cover while you've been working for the paper. Did you start right at freshman year?
2: Yeah, freshman year, I was a staff writer. Um, I started sophomore year as an assistant, and then the features editor actually transferred schools. So I took over as features, and then... Technically, I was the only one eligible to take over as Editor-in-Chief, so I did.
1: So, because you had that editor on your name when you weren't doing features. And uh, explain to the audience what features editing means.
2: So, features is similar to news, where features is more like... How do I how explain features? Like more a like, public interest? Yeah, or? like like a news here, we'll talk about recent events where features will, like, will cover clubs, certain events. Mm-hmm. But now it's like hard news i guess I would yeah say. A, little,
1: a little bit more of the lighter side of life yeah. here at gannon is there a philosophy with the night to kind of keep it to gannon news or do you try to kind of articulate stuff that's going on in in the community and also in the nation
2: we do try to keep it more eerie like we'll start with gannon but there's something going on in eerie we'll cover that the, um, our past meeting yesterday we decided we wanted to cover more world news we're going to comment on Trump and everything that's happening in D.C. and the upcoming future.
1: Do you think that uh, students um, here at Gannon have have a? It, 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 this is a, a, a this is a very um, uh, ti- the timing of this subject is very real because we just we just had some Mercier students on the air just on Wednesday um, talking about yeah well, well talking about you know talking about you know the whole national political scene. You're feeling the same thing as the editor of the night that. That students want their voices heard was that an accurate statement?
2: I have talked to several students and they've said they want more world news than campus news because campus news is broadcast everywhere, our yes, world news is too. But they want to hear other people's opinions. They want to because you can't really walk into class and talk about it, especially if you're like taking an art class. So they want to see more of that in the news. Talk
1: about your typical week of generating the night, and then and then like who who's your typical reader?
2: Um, I feel like more faculty reads our paper because they know where it is. We're students coming in freshman year. I didn't know we had a newspaper for a bit. Right. Until, I, yeah. So we're trying to, I like social media. I'm trying to get more buzz with that. Hopefully it'll work. Hopefully.
1: Well, do you, Okay, so uh, do you also have like a, a website that you're posting your stories we to? We do.
2: It's GannonKnight.com, and we also have a Facebook, a Twitter, and Instagram, and it's also Night.
1: So do you like? Okay, so your 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 paper comes out when Wednesdays. Or? Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Okay, so uh, are you like tw- are you tweeting and posting through the week, and then you get a, a printed version of of those stories on Wednesdays?
2: So Wednesday morning, there's a printed version, and then every day at nine and three, a different one is posted online.
1: One of one of the articles from yeah. the paper itself, so yeah. it's kind of after the fact. Gotcha. What talk up? Explain to folks what it takes. To put the paper to bed because that's kind of like the famous, you know, if anybody's watched any kind of a, um, a newspaper movie, it's always really hectic to get to deadline, right?
2: Um, it's so much. I go in sometimes Sunday night, even though we don't usually do most work till Tuesday because it, it takes so much like editing, putting things out there, getting deadlines. You have writers who say, yeah, I'll turn it in Sunday evening and you don't get it till Tuesday around 10 p.m. And it's just it's a lot like a and lot what of is your deadline? Usually I say noon Tuesday but you have know, some people are like oh well I have class I have a meeting I'll get it to you when I can. <laughs>
1: that's that's what kind of what happens when you have uh, volunteers right you know college uh, college students that ha- have uh, other deadlines um and and what are your favorite stories that you like to like that like you I mean you came out of features do you still like that kind of a vibe or
2: i like arts and leisure more when i came here as a freshman i wanted to do that is that a
1: different editor's job yeah oh it is okay gotcha so go ahead
2: yeah i I originally wanted to do arts and leisure but they offered it to someone else and he's amazing he's still the arts and leisure Mm -hmm. editor adore him i like more like talking about like what's happening in this building the theater but i do like features because when i took over i wanted to focus more on clubs and activities happening around campus Mm -hmm. we did a lot of spotlights on that we're doing a few teacher ones.
1: Do you feel that sometimes you encounter uh, students that have a particularly poignant story to tell? You know, whether it's it's whether it's kind of that they've uh, surpassed, you know, uh, big big hurdles to get to Gannon or to you know to, to do well again, or or just I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to me like you would have a lot of latitude. To just tell people stories here.
2: Yeah, we've we started doing um, senior spotlights mm. for athletes, but I think maybe in later years we'll do like other students outside of sports, maybe. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is Gannon kind of a big sports school? These yeah,
2: days? I feel like sports and Greek life take over at the school.
1: Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I was in neither. You know, I was in shows and so. I, I I felt like there was kind of a balance back then, but you feeling like these days it's it's pretty sports heavy, huh? Yeah. The football team uh, is is kind of dominant in the fall. No,
2: not our football team. No. I I'm sorry, but
1: no, no, okay.
2: Good guys, just they need to communicate more. We haven't had the best okay record in a while.
1: I I gotcha, gotcha. They, yeah, all right. Our, um, our
2: soccer teams are great though. Okay. Currently, they're the guys are in a streak. The girls are always amazing. I'm a little biased. Mm-hmm. I have friends on the team. Yeah, friends so.
1: on the on the soccer team. Yeah. All right. So so you're getting to deadline, and and when do you have to actually submit it to? Don't you print it down to Corey still? Or we
2: do. Um, as soon as I'm done, I export them and I'll email him. And I sit there because the first time I did it, I didn't know what I was doing. He called me. He's like, "Hi, you did it wrong." <laughs> so it doesn't. Yeah. The, this
1: is what to create the PDF. Or yeah. Okay.
2: I I didn't know what, yeah, what I was doing, yeah. but now I do. So. Honestly, some nights it's 10, some it's 11. It's just whenever we get done.
1: So you literally could have some students submitting late on Tuesday and you're still getting them in the paper?
2: Yep. we yeah, Sometimes we have to sit there and wait for it. Especially like our Finding God article, for example. There's only one. Okay. So if you can't get it to me till 11 o'clock Tuesday, I will sit there till 11 o'clock on Tuesday.
1: Because so, you want that in there. Yeah. How's advertising going? Is there still a lot of interest in people advertising in the night? Oh, yeah,
2: I got a call from a guy in Daytona Beach yesterday saying he wanted to put up an ad for the Welcome Center for um, college students to see when they're planning their spring breaks. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That'll be interesting.
1: And, 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 and you're feeling like... Um you're you're going to you're trying to improve student readership. I mean, how many how many uh, papers do you print every uh week?
2: Like 200, I believe. 200 I could, or 2000? 200. We definitely don't go in the thousands.
1: As far as the actual number of, of, of public of print print. Yeah. I could okay, be wrong. That's,
2: I could I feel like it's 200. I could be. That wrong. sounds
1: really really low, yeah. but cuz that yeah. I mean, I mean, how many how many different bins do you have to fill?
2: 8 or 9, but like sometimes they aren't filled because the week before they weren't all taken.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
2: More people go online than they do. And like see many watch people it. grab the physical one, but if you go on the website, it'll be like eight hundred views.
1: Right. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and and you and how about the social? Does the social seem to do pretty well?
2: Oh yeah, it's doing better than it has in past years. I think because we're more active with it. Mm-hmm. Where, when I was a freshman, it was every other week. Where I'm trying to do every other day.
1: Sure. Yeah. What do you feel like this experience is doing for you? At you know for your career.
2: Definitely like opening my eyes. I did newspaper in high school, and I felt like I wasn't learning much. But now I think it's helping with like team leadership. I used to be super shy, so now leading a whole team—it's definitely yeah—got me out of my shell.
1: Yeah. What, what, what do you? What What are your aspirations? Uh, from I mean, for your career?
2: I'm I'm really not sure. Like, part of me wants to be a writer with journalism, but I do love PR, so I would love to be a publicist, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe write a few news release. I don't know. I get asked that every other day, and I still don't know what I want well, to do. Well, I mean,
1: and you're coming up on time to do a, an internship. What, what are you thinking about?
2: That, I mean, the that's actual ear paper, or... maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or back home, would you do a summer internship back home? Or no, no, I'm
2: staying here this summer. Okay. I think it's I've like officially moved out. Oh. I'm a big girl. Okay.
1: Oh, wow, that's that is big. I'm that old. is big. <laughs> i'm old so uh so all in all i mean three years into this are you feeling like you've made strong decision to come to Ghana?
2: oh yeah i love it i mean originally i did want to go to a school in dc but after being here it's more home it's more i feel I, my advisor knows more about my life than if i went to a bigger school it mm. would i would have been just a number yeah so i love being at a small school where everyone feels like family uh
1: what 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 would you say uh, what's your um take on erie itself
2: it's interesting. Um being from Cleveland, I mean, every place has its personality, Erie's definitely its own, but yeah. it's beautiful. I've seen it, like during the summer some of the people are really nice. I had a friend who told me an hour ago she was walking around the city and a random lady came up to her and gave her a flower and I was like, "Oh, like that's, oh, that's really beautiful. nice." Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you ever get out to like gallery night or any some of this? Oh stuff yeah, that, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, I've been to those. Get get, get to experience. Some I love of them. the
2: museum. I just bought a membership. Oh good, yeah,
1: yeah, oh beautiful. Well, I won't keep you. Thank you so much, thank Olivia, you. and uh, the editor chief of the Gannon Night. And um, I'll be thinking about you on Tuesday night when you're when you're you know setting the hot lead to the to. That's what they used to do. It was hot lead text. Really? You don't have to deal with that no, anymore. Thank
2: God. We use um, Adobe.
1: (laughs) We use Adobe type set, not lead type set. (laughs) Thanks so much, Olivia and the uh, director of WERG, and he does so much more, is Chet LaPrice. Well, good to see you, Chet.
3: Thank you, Joel. This is fun. I, I love being, hey, you want to come up here and grab a headphone and be on the radio? <laughs> I, I love doing that kind of thing. That, so. you, you don't ever say no to that, do you? you know, no, you no, know, You know, a funny story, if you've got time for a quick Yeah, second. we got The, lots the last nice. time this happened, to I me. Mean, I was still working at uh, XTA doing country, and I was down mm-hmm. in Nashville for the country radio seminar, these radio stories we yeah, love. Yeah. And it was Saturday night, the Grand old Opry. I had gone oh, to see that, goodness. and I'm just wandering up and down Broadway. and I go into Ernest Tubbs' record shop because I know the Midnight Jamboree is going on in there. There you go. And they're doing that live on air at WSM 650, clear channel station. You can hear in like 38 states comes a, in just fine and eerie, it too. It does. You can pick it right in. And the mm-hmm. the, the guy on the air, I'm, I'm just watching them do this. And there's a few other people in the shop just rummaging through the bins and the records. And uh, they go to the break. And he says, anybody here from Country Radio Seminar? And I, I shoot my hand in the air. I thought he was going to just acknowledge me on the air or something. He says, get up here and put a headset on. Oh, my goodness. So I was on WSM. Back in 2001, doing part of the overnight show. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That is
1: amazing. I didn't realize that they were still doing the Midnight oh, Jamboree. Yeah. Uh, I believe they still are.
3: But in 2001, I, it was the first podcast I ever downloaded, and I still have that thing somewhere. Oh, good it's, for it's, you. It's fun to see.
1: So yeah, so so when a radio, when there's a when there's a microphone, you yeah. you'll do it. Okay. Talk a little bit about your career. Again, you're you're an Erie boy, right? Erie, born and raised, West Side, Mill yeah. Creek, and uh, did came. you have media at McDowell?
3: I didn't. I went to prep. You went to prep. I was a prep kid. Okay, so <laughs> did you have any media there? Not really. Uh, we did um, computers. We had some oh, of that, sure. but No real media. I so just, what got uh, you interested in well, this? That's, I had an hour-and-a-half bus ride to and from school every day. (sighs) So I would uh, put the headsets on because, you know, I had to catch the bus at 7.15. I'm not really awake yet. I'm not a morning person, and I just needed something to, like, clear my brain, and I would listen to Frank Martin on on, on Jet. And uh, it just sounded like uh, they were having a lot of fun, him and Craig Warville and Fritz Schneider doing the news. I thought this would be... I wonder if they pay these people to do this. So I started researching into that. That's funny. Looking at all the regional schools, and Gannon had the radio station, and at the time, a TV station. So I said, I'm coming to Gannon. I'm going to check this out.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we have very similar experiences to that. Yeah. How did did yours? Because that was the same way, is, you know, listening to the morning mayor on that Mm. little plastic GE radio on the top of our refrigerator. Uh, all throughout my life, I wanted to be in broadcasting since I was eleven. It's I mean, a really. bites, and then it's it just bites, doesn't yeah. let you go. <laughs> well, and, and again, not not just Jet too, like K one hundred four, and yeah. you know J.J. Sanford, and all those guys. Uh, uh, you know Joel Miller and uh, uh, you know uh, Bill Shannon. I mean, they you know they were all part of my high years. school. Yeah, you know, a,
3: it, I mean. Gosh. I learned so much from from listening to them and working with Bill Shannon and uh, Bob Winters, who owned Country 98, where I worked there for again. 10 years. Wow. Uh, the was Tim and Kathleen, when they owned uh, 1400, which at the time was WLKK. I got to cut my teeth. That was my first commercial job. It was country at the time. but On AM 1400? 1400, AM 1400. Wow. yeah. Satellite country, and you'd have to. Make the break tapes and get all the commercials and everything. Make sure everything was working. They were transitioning to news talk, so just learning how that mm-hmm, whole thing mm-hmm,
1: went. Yeah,
3: it was. It was a fascinating time to just look and see how all that was done. Working alongside Barry Dane Steinhagen and Alan Carpenter right. and uh, the the late Jim Lecorche and yes, just a, just just take it all in. I just soaked it all in.
1: That, that's interesting because you know typically Erie would be a town. Uh, and we've had this conversation with with the folks at at, at the TV stations, typically this would be one of those towns where people drop in, they work for a year or two and pop out. And, yes, for some that was the experience. But for many, or if not most, it's like it gets your grips into you. You you find a spouse, you settle down, and now you have a broadcasting career here in Erie, or you're Erie born and bred, right, and – you, you stick around like we have. I, I, I had a few opportunities
3: to leave Erie. I was looking to do that. But then uh, the opportunity to come back to Gannon and run WERG as the operations manager uh, was presented to me. So I, I, I said, this sounds like the next. Because I, I was, frankly, I was looking for something new and different. And yeah. like, this looks like it could be interesting. I'd be in charge you've of been, the whole operation. And, you've been here for
1: how long now?
3: <laughs> since 2002. So wow. This is my 18th year.
1: That's incredible, Chet. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, it's it's amazing um, because of what you have done with this. With, I mean, I mean, this is a college radio station, but it's much more than that. Really, it's a, a community asset. I love this place. You know, I mean, talk about it.
3: It's a. Uh, it's always been a two part mission for WERG. One, service to the community with unique, diverse programming you won't find anywhere else on the dial. And two, a service to our students as a unique learning laboratory for a dynamic, Educational experience. You know, you, we put you on the air. We'll show you how it works. We're not just going to throw you in the studio, but you don't have to wait until your senior year and just stare behind the glass door saying, "I wish I could do that." No. Wish I could touch one of those knobs. Right. No, we'll show yeah. you what those buttons do. And mm-hmm. yes, yes, you're going to press the wrong one. I still do. Yeah, it's all about how too. to recover from that afterward.
1: And we'll show you. My problem is I, I haven't been turning off the mic these days. Uh-oh. I keep on talking into the break. Hey, we are down to our one minute, and, I, and I, so I want you to stay over the new news break because i want you to share some of the some of the successes that werg has and, and some of the challenges because this is a hundred year old technology 99 and, is it 99 years okay <laughs> sorry 2nd, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and then um, you know and, and there's so many other options for young people to consider you know other than broadcast, other than other than ink on paper uh newspaper right i mean and we talk about this this unsettling of legacy media. I want to get your take on all that. I have Chet LaPrice price here uh, who's uh, from from the department here. Chet, when did you all move into this building? August of 2014. So, it's been 5, five years. 5 years. That's hard to believe. Wow. Uh, you know, so we we were chatting off off uh, Mike of of, you know, the history of WERG because I want to say sign on was 71? Is that 72. Ac- 72. Okay. So, um, December is December and <laughs> yeah. it was ten watts back in the day. Then it went up to three thousand, and now it's is it six thousand equivalent or pretty uh, close?
3: Three thousand, like, but higher yeah. height above average terrain, yeah. which gives us a broader footprint over the curvature. The, of the I tell ground. you that, all that that engineering, you know, all that engineering stuff. stuff.
1: Well, yeah, on, up, up high on the WQLN tower. Yes. That that uh, that was that was a, a project that I was involved in. Gosh, now uh, over well way over 10 years ago it started the yeah, 15 original years, paperwork years ago yeah. was like
3: 1996
1: and it just went oh, yeah. forward from there yeah we we had one one battle after another but we finally got moved we moved from 89.9 to 90.5 i, I want you to talk about the radio station number one uh, again this concept that uh, what are what are students interested in uh and you could and you and we're going to ask them as well but how do you get them interested in, in, a, in a 99-year-old technology, as you say? I <laughs> yeah. like saying 100, but yeah.
3: Uh, December 2nd of uh, 2020, radio turns 100. Broadcast radio, because that's when KDKA KDKA, KDKA Pittsburgh. Uh, we learned that from A.J. Maselli. That's right. Uh, Calvin that, Coolidge uh, election. I, it, yeah, the, Hart, well, the Harding-Cox election. Harding-Cox election. <laughs> oh, Mike. Yo. See? I need to take your class again. <laughs> we just covered that last week. <laughs> did you really? Did AM that's radio, awesome. yeah. Well, it's... Uh, Students are interested in content creation. If you are a creative spirit and writer, performer, producer, this is an outlet for that. And the beauty of a humanities degree is you can take it in any direction you want. If you, say, go into veterinary school day one to day 10,000, if at day 9994 you decide, no, this isn't for me, well... It's a little late to say that. Yeah. Uh, But with this, you can branch out and do different things. You can go into broadcasting. You can go into podcasting. You can create content. You can work as a PR director at a hospital. You can. uh, I always use the example of Matt Walker, one of our graduates who went down to uh, PNC Park and was the director of all in game entertainment. Uh, So, all this. That's what Matt did before. Before he went into graduate school, he worked for the Pirates for several years,
1: and everything you saw- And now he's doing finance up here? Isn't this the same Matt Wachter? No, it's a different Matt Matt Okay, gotcha. Sorry about that. I'm like- yeah, this is a <laughs> talk because I've talked to Matt Walker multiple times about capital stacks. Oh. It has nothing to do with like uh, selling hot dogs at the at the ballpark. But no, hey, I think uh, yeah. the
3: Matt Walker I'm talking about went into digital graphics for. A oh, okay. Degree. So a little bit of a different profession. Different, Maybe. different.
1: Oh, cool. Maybe some overlap, but, but no. But you know, yeah, it's 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 always amazing when I encounter a communications grad, you know, because they could be like you say they could be do absolutely anything, whether it's. You know, they they could have, well. I think about Denise Kozlowski. Okay. she runs the Nami of Erie County. Yes, she does. And, and and again, that's that's a, you know, she started out in marketing and media, and that turned into a management situation. And now and now she's doing what she, what she's doing, where she's helping people really across the region. Pretty was, m- remarkable stuff. And and again, one of the most gifted music minds i've ever met she was the music director here back in the day back in the day yeah
3: there's a and you can take this and head out to the west coast if you want the media rats are coming back tonight to be on the air kevin sullivan won an emmy last year for his writing on nickelodeon for the loud house wow uh monique Beatty, q she works uh for nickelodeon as well so there's we have graduates all over the country doing Mm -hmm. all sorts of different unique things one of our graduates, Sean Clerkin, knows him. I don't remember the name offhand. Writes for the NBC show. Is it called
1: One of Us? Uh, this is Us. This yeah. is Us. That's yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's he's like one of the showrunners. One of the uh, showrunners. Yeah. Yes. So and we, he's we, a Gannon grad. He's wow. a Gannon graduate. It, it, it's it's amazing stuff. All right. So so what you so this is kind of a laboratory and also a like you said it's a laboratory for the students and a public service and but your philosophy of how you approach college radio. Is significantly different than the average station, and that's won you some awards and some accolades and some like this is the benchmarking station for for many in the college field. Would you say? Well, thank you for saying that.
3: I, I have experienced that going to New York now. We, we go to a media conference, the intercollegiate broadcasting system, and you see the different ways these are done across the country. We approach it from a professional standpoint. Yes, there's, there's a format. It's just like being in theater. You're not just going up there and saying whatever you want. You have a script, but you become the part. Uh, Gal Gadot became Wonder Woman. She's not Mm. Wonder Woman. She's Gal Gadot, but she reads the part. She becomes that character, and with the collaboration of all the post-production and the scenery and the graphic design and the music and everything that goes into that, lighting and directing, you get a really good movie.
1: Yeah. Is that a good analogy? Oh, I, I think so. So, <laughs> so, so what, so, so the, the, what, what is the format? What would you call it now? Because back in my day, we didn't have a Rocket 105. So we had to be the rock and roll station for town. WBRG was an album oriented
3: rock station up until about 1989 or so. Yeah. And Rocket signed on and uh, the managers at the time wisely took the station in a in kind of a new wave direction which we were kind of like really at first but then it's like oh this music's kind of cool Yeah, you know I, I i i'm not gonna play journey every hour <laughs> no <laughs> well, you know, no offense to journey you know, but there's right. other stuff out there uh but you know the music i thought was really cool and it's stuff i hadn't been exposed to before and as a student that was fun and now we are uh, a, a modern rock station during the week so you hear groups like cage the elephant and of monsters and men, Weezer, Green Day, uh, and we mix that in with some of the older stuff like Depeche Mode and New Order that you're just not going to hear anywhere else. Curated in that way,
1: and yeah, this- and I think that's the big distinctive that you bring, that you've brought with with ERG versus your typical college station. I might be wrong on this, but I'm not sure that they're going back into the into the gold like you do. Where so so it's more accessible. I mean. I listen to. Rock, here's here's the big, the big misnomer. I'm 57 years old. I grew up with rock and roll. Mm-hmm. My bumpers are you 2 I feel like I I have a little bit of a, a a knowledge base of what's happening in in what's cool music. I I like to call it gig myself. But anyway, no, I mean it's so. I mean you could you could reach out to a 55 pluser by by playing very very cool music like you say Depeche Mode, Tears for Fears. Uh, you know some of that. Classic '80s and '90s.
3: Well, we don't we don't benchmark or pigeonhole things. We don't have a consultant in San yeah. Antonio telling us <laughs> this is what the 34 year old male is listening to. Uh, no, it, people like diverse music. There's a yeah. lot of stuff out there. Our college students are listening to country. I was doing the music radio WABC thing in class, just doing a montage of everything they played, and one student asked me, "Is this available?" on youtube I said, that's where i got it i'll send you the link because she goes this is my entire this is all wonderful music i love this stuff wow uh, and
1: and here she is in her oldest, early twenties yeah. early
3: twenties and has no idea what music radio 77 wabc was until, wow. until that class incredible because that was you know the foundation of top 40 radio right. uh but uh there, you can't pigeonhole someone and say well you must be a classic rock fan or you must be a country fan there's it runs the gamut. There's, there's interests all over the place. And that's why on the weekend we do Super Soul. And then on Sunday we have community programming, a Latin right. show, an Italian show, a polka show. Uh, we run uh, educational programming at night. Uh, one of my favorites is Planetary Radio at nine o'clock on Sundays <laughs> from the Planetary Society. It's all about what's up. It's <laughs> that's it's awesome. Did you
1: hear that the YouTube the the uh, UFO guys come into the Global Summit from Harvard? <laughs> I've heard rumors. Yes, yeah. 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 there's there's a a, a major guy in, from Harvard, mind okay. you. Okay. Uh, who, who's all about the the UFOs? He's coming to the global stuff. Uh No, so 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 you you've won some awards. Talk about that.
3: Well, we go to New York every year. It's the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System. They represent uh, nearly a thousand college radio stations around the country, and you submit content. There's rigid rules for all the different things you submit to, and then one of them is best overall station, and you have to submit an hour of material. You can't just scope an hour of one show. Okay. You've got to find and you've got to demonstrate what you're doing, serving the public interest, convenience, necessity, servicing the students, servicing your community and all the different ways you're doing that. And it, it can't just be, you know, the weather forecast every time. You've got to have yeah. a whole bunch of... I, I, whenever I would get air checks from people, it was always different ways of reading the weather. Over <laughs> the a music weather. Pad. you, you got to give me more than that. Uh <laughs> But we won in 2014, and wow. that gave us national recognition. The, the The plaque is on the wall there, and mm. it's. It, I see it every time I walk in. I love walking into this building every day and seeing the facilities. I love looking at that plaque every day because that's what our students do. That's what our students do. I can facilitate making that happen and getting everyone to New York, but they're doing the work. Right. And it's amazing to see year after year. I love just sitting back and listening to a radio station. Our students are in charge of all the day-to-day facets, whether it's news, music, sports, social media, production, promotion. You have it. They're doing it.
1: It's pretty exciting. We're talking to Chet LaPrice. He's the uh, the manager here and the director of uh, 90.5 WERG, which is the Gannon University uh, radio station. And we're we're camped just outside of the WERG studios as we are broadcasting live, uh, for Talk Erie for the Joel Natale show, uh, from Gannon's Homecoming 2019. So, so Chet, you've, we've got some alumni coming. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, tell us about what we can expect for homecoming here.
3: Well. They're taking over the airwaves, so I have no idea what they're going to do. It's the Media Rats from the 1980s. That's uh, Monique. She goes by Q. There's Kevin Sullivan. There's Jeffrey the Wizard. And they're going to take over the airwaves tonight, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. And actually, before them, 6 to 7, it's going to be Greg moss who works for uh, iHeart, and uh, Tom Puckett, who's coming in from Buffalo. He works for News Radio 930 WBEN. They're going to be wow. on from 6 to 7. So it's just, okay, guys. And take over the station, and uh, I, I trust you because <laughs> you've got. Well, a I love what degree. I know I, what you're doing.
1: I, I love what the marketing communications people did earlier today. They they tweeted out um, that that uh, WERG is the soundtrack for homecoming, and so they were talking about the you know the alum takeovers and things like that. That must have been Nicole. Yeah, also yeah. one of ours. Is that one of yours? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the um uh, also I'm looking at you know some of the events. uh uh, for homecoming might as well get to this Mm. um they they expect a thousand alumni and again and family and friends because it's not only homecoming but it's family weekend it's a really smart thing to to kind of put those two together and uh, so you have Students, current students, uh, current family members, along with old friends and classmates, tonight at eight is uh, Flashback Friday at Antlers Pub. Now this event highlights the nightclub as the original Antlers Pub of the 60s and 70s. I remember the in the 80s, yeah, <laughs> a landmark of Ghana University. Music of the decades in a beer garden, sponsored by U Pick uh, Six Tap House. For 21 and over, and then tomorrow at nine is a pre-game tailgate sponsored by Aetna. And this is uh, there's a kid zone. There'll be a rap group, DJ music, and student performances. And uh, Waffle Miracle Food Truck and the Underdog Barbecue, which is the restaurant dis- uh, featured on Discover Channel's Undercover Billionaire. Of course, the Gannon, uh SBDC was involved with uh, the the startup of that uh, Underdog Barbecue. And then the game is at one o'clock. Uh, uh, Gannon versus Clarion, uh, and that's the homecoming game at McDonald. And uh, do you guys still run the football, or is that on on one of the iHeart stations? Uh, Jet 1400 carries
3: it over the air. We stream it. Okay. So either way, WBRGFM.com, and yeah, that's at one o'clock. Uh, the the pregame, our students are uh, emceeing that too. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's the talent show. That'll be uh, Brian okay. and Cameron right in front of the Recreation and Wellness Center. So
1: busy weekend. <laughs> Tell me about how, like, you you mentioned this is content creation, and so uh, one of the things that I always loved about you know coming up at Gannon is. You can do theater and you could do the broadcasting or do, do the media thing or the writing thing. Is that still happen? Is there still a lot of that cross-pollination where the theater kids are on the air oh, and yes. the on-air kids are on on the shows?
3: Oh, oh yeah. In fact, this this is
1: Crazy Week because uh, some of our air staff is involved in the current
3: production at Schuster Theater, which is almost Maine. So they're voice-tracking their shows here because they're on stage at the same time that oh, the shows wow. are on yeah, voice tracking is part of a thing in radio, so they learn how to do that here as well. We have what I like to call um, industry standard equipment, uh, wide orbit, which you use. You've got the remote unit I want to talk to you about. This is cool. Uh, it, yeah, so they, it's they easy learn, peasy. They learn how to work all that equipment and then... Uh, Go do the show at the theater. So I told them this week, catch a nap whenever you
1: can. Oh my gosh! Yeah. This is a, this so. A this is week. yeah. This is show week. This okay. is show week. Yeah. Wow! Is, wow! We're it, all on. Incredible. And you said uh, as far you know, more and more. You know, uh, this is a good year. A lot of a lot of uh, young folks have chosen Gannon as freshmen. What's what what are what, what are freshmen like these days? Inquisitive, just like you and I were. They want to know about things uh... it it's
3: it's all about making it interesting i hope at eight in the morning yeah and, uh, you know we were discussing fm radio this morning and then uh... satellite radio and then uh... streaming and pandora versus spotify which is better and every hand will i know, think it's, it's like, spotify for well sure. see it's like marvel versus dc <laughs> you're never going to get an answer i i prefer spotify myself but you have, but you have to pay, pay for spotify there you do yes uh, that's the thing it is uh adver- <laughs> it's uh, not advertising driven it's uh it's sponsorship it's sponsored
1: yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a subscriber driven that's it Subscriber. Well, that's the word i'm looking well look chet up. i i really appreciate your help with uh, this whole broadcast and you're going to help get get me some more some more Folks to come on the air, Gonna some round alums, up yep, yep. Ra- ra- you know, class should be letting out here. What in the next five minutes or so? Yeah, it's quiet right now because there was a three
3: o'clock class, but uh, it should it should start picking up here again in a little bit. We'll have a lot and, of and traffic. Here's, here's the, the other
1: thing that we haven't even talked about yet is the whole visual arts and you know, as far as you know, you, you know, like the digital stuff that MC teaches, and we'll, we'll have to talk to Mary Carol about all that because you know, the, the, there's a whole other skill set that didn't exist when we were in school of using photoshop and using premiere pro and all that stuff the non digital non linear editing and stuff the industry keeps changing we got
3: to keep dynamic and on top of it because that's the thing. It's not the, the AM's not coming back as a music <laughs> format. So we have to move forward from that, you know,
1: yeah. we're talking to Chetla Price. We're live from Gannon's homecoming here we're in the School of Communications and the Arts, and I just so feel home I'm with MC Gensmere. Uh, she is the co-chair of the department. What's the department
4: called now? Well, it's the School of Communication and the Arts. Okay, um, and I am the kind of the guardian of the digital and new media side i have uh advertising and public relations and journalism and digital media um so those are kind of my components and sean clerkin is in the theater side so he's got theater uh tech tech design in theater he's got performance for media and stage and he's got the classic major which was the theater comm major
1: the, okay, the theater comedy, yeah, yes, right, yeah, right. that
4: was the crossover one. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I mean,
1: and, and, and again, back in the day, we had three majors. We had you could be at all theater, all communications, or or both. Correct, yeah. correct.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was that was. And now I I think with the addition of journalism, kind of a, a good if you're a writing mm-hmm. if you're a writing geek and you like to yeah. write, um, journalism is a good fit for you. If you are uh, uh, want to design messages for advertising and that kind of good stuff, advertising is a good. Medium for you.
1: Do you find that the that the young people are really gravitating more to like either the ad side or the marketing side or or the digital side vis a vis some of this
4: legacy media? Um, I, I think anytime you get more specific in calling something something, um, it gives. Majors and parents, I think, comfort in yeah. career paths. So, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I think um, communications is kind of a broad thing. I think it means many things to different people. So, when you say I'm a digital media major, there's something pretty concrete about right. that. That you're actually going to be creating video or audio files or graphical files or animations or those kinds of things. And that gives you a career, a pretty Although, you know, there's so many career paths with this stuff sure. anymore anyways, um, even career paths that we didn't think of five years ago. So um, uh, to, to, uh, to concretize the the type of investment that you make in a, in a quality education helps with right. uh, calling it what it is.
1: But you know? it, what we always found with that common degree mm-hmm. is that you just had such a strong liberal arts oh, background yes, oh, yes. Uh, we, we just mentioned denise mm-hmm. uh, you know who runs nami right. again she's a ceo of a of a of a mental health organization coming out of being you know Con- a, a calm major, major yeah. Yeah. and loving music but she just was able to you know use all of that Wherewithal that Gannon gave her to to right. rise to right. leadership,
4: right? And I think if you can, we we talk about writing, producing, performing, being a team player, and knowing how to adapt. But yeah. you know, if you can do those things and you can think deeply and read voraciously, mm. then you can go anywhere. Wow! You know? I wow. think it's it, it is a skill set and a sensitivity, and a depth of experience that Gannon gives you. That boy, we've got people out in California. We've got people out. Florida, we've got people in Iceland right now. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my um, God! Yeah, Aussie's in Iceland right yeah. now, um, and doing great stuff. You know? Yeah,
1: the the um, you know it, it, it's expensive to get a, a college degree yes. these days, mm-hmm. and and uh, but it there's there's so much required of these young people. You know, employers really want a ton of skills right from the get go. Right,
4: and I think again we get back to writing, producing, and performing. Mm-hmm. Can can you? can you write a clear script can you produce a, a clean message can you do you know how to work with people yeah. you know can, there's
1: really no excuse to get that calm degree or get that degree from any university and be and be doing um uh, Aber- abercrombie and fitch and or mm. working to retail i mean that was always kind of the big joke is right. that you know there's there's you know the, the shrinking number of newspaper jobs the shrinking number of tv jobs right. but C- communications now is embedded yeah. in everything I mean look at the big uh, marketing communications department at Erie insurance right, just right. one fortune 500 is right. massive well uh, and, commitment and, to this and stuff.
4: newspapers maybe the you know the physical paper maybe th- those numbers may be shrinking but the need for quality journalism has not, not it, at all. it has expanded so it may be digital um, y- you may be an online magazine uh, you may be working for an online version of the Washington Post for that yeah, matter. Right. But it, it, we still need people that can contain content and decipher it and communicate it back out.
1: And tell the much. story. Right. As we are here for Gannon Homecoming 2019. And uh, just so it is, it is literally coming home for me. This is where I spent. Four of my best years of my right, life, right. Uh, not in this building, but with these people, and that's what counts. Right,
4: right. You know, remember, MC Gensmer, and and Joel was a host on Side Streets, which was one of <laughs> the first cable shows <laughs> that's that ran consecutively for about nine years. We, we ran. Wow, I mean, is that, that right? A great show you, and Joyce Bishop.
1: You know who I just, uh, uh, in fact, I'm booking him for my radio show is Bobby Borgian. I don't oh know if gosh, you remember. Yeah. When Bobby was 16, no, he wasn't even 16. He was like a, a ninth grader from, I think, from McDowell, and he was doing magic on sure, our show, sure. on the old TGIF. TGIF Fridays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so it was me and Joyce, uh, and we did a little, you know, I tried to do a little card trick and right. failed, and... We were just goofy. It was good. <laughs> it was
4: good. Well, we <laughs> won a couple good awards for that show. Is that, was, yeah. You know, we got well, yeah, you got really and,
1: good at it af- and, after we yes. left.
4: <laughs> well, I'm thinking. I mean, Jimmy Stew and, yeah. and John Thompson, and there was a whole bunch of our people our were, um,
1: our producer was Deb Ireland, Deb who went Ireland. on to uh, radio, and now she's a lawyer
4: in Texas. In Texas, yeah. Right, so right, right, right. just
1: and again, there's. So there's a, another career path, right? right, to come out of uh, out of uh, with a communications degree here again, and you know get on the air. I mean, she was she woke thousands up every day. Sure. I think on Rocket, right, right, right. yeah. yeah. yeah she and was then um, Devin Mojo, Devin Mojo, yeah, yeah. and then you know she she had a desire to get a law degree, and, and
4: she and, was good boom. at it. Yeah. she was a she was a clear thinker. She was a good writer, and she liked working with people. Incredible. And she she. Followed a great path for yeah. We had Chris Sanders, another one that did the same thing. Um, I, I think it does provide that kind of wonderful opportunity for anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Um, again, writing, producing, performing, team playing, and being adaptable. There you go, and yeah. you can go lots of directions.
1: Of course, you know that uh, my former uh, producer, and now uh, one of our salespeople at the radio station, is Shani. Sure. Shani uh, Lloyd. Shani Lloyd she, 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 was her yeah, maiden yeah, name. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Shani yeah, Bills and. Um, and she excelled in the theater. Like, right. she did shows on, on ERG, but, you know, that, she wanted to be on, on the boards. Mm-hmm. And, and she says she was maybe one of the last people to perform on the old, old Gannon stage. stage. Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right? Which was a lot of, but but I think the skill set is the same. I yeah. think the ability to reach an audience, the ability to kind of construct a message and, and kind of follow through. I mean, you got ethos, pathos, and logos. We can go through mm-hmm. that whole rhetorical yeah. style strategy thing, but uh, uh, yeah, I, theater and communication are, are wonderful partners.
1: And this. I think about all of the, the true eerie Gems, the you know the legends right. that appeared on that Gannon stage oh, yeah. and 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 on the Schuster Theater now, you know everybody from a John Burton to you, you know well, to Sean Clerkin right. to uh, you know uh, uh, Almy's dad, right. you know Alex, Alex, Alex Cometti, yeah. you know right. directed that that show that uh, was still one of my favorites when I got to sing some Cole Porter. Yeah, what with show bon- that? it was sunshine and afterwards oh, sunshine and with After- bonnie uh, done uh, yeah. and uh, and and we were we were bonnie and i can't remember even what my my character was but we we sat, we, we did we had three songs it was fantastic right. and just uh, just these memories and things i don't think people understand you know well or maybe they do understand just where you get that glue uh, of of uh, connection to your alma mater, you know. Here it is, what thirty five plus years ago now. Oh yeah, that I that I well, because I've been here thirty seven. Yeah, so this is my thirty seventh year.
4: Well, so, a, yeah.
1: and and so you you, you st- that connection stays. Right. And what's cool about Gannon is that the consistency is here. I mean you're right. here. Right. Sean is here. You know, Dave Bates is still here. Well,
4: Chet is here, you find the good people and you keep them. I mean, that's Well, that's thing. amazing. You find yeah. the good folks and 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 you give them the freedom to do the creative stuff that they need to do and and they're all good teachers and they're all good communicators and they all really care about what they're doing. They're practitioners in the field. They create every day. And so that kind of joy Mm-hmm. Stays with us.
1: You know, time. you know, it's kind of cool. We we look a, a lot. A lot of our conversations are really on a macro level. Mm-hmm. You know, where's Erie going? And again, we just got some bad news that are that you know the estimate of our population has dropped mm-hmm. again. You know, it's like gosh, uh, you know, has has it not stopped just yet? And they they they're hoping that when they actually do the hard count for 2020, our population will pop up. But this is a this is a chance to kind of look at here are the seeds of where. Uh, where true Erie's true future is bubbling with these young people Correct. that are in these hallways, mm-hmm.
4: they you are know, the seeds. You're right.
1: I mean, I mean, there's a lot of kids from Erie. There's a lot of kids that may
4: stay in Erie, right? Right. They find an internship here, go out and work, and then they get hired. Thank God, and and <laughs> that's a wonderful thing. Well, I think about the kids we've sent to Erie Insurance, the kids we've sent to the hospitals, the kids. We have a wonderful uh, Sarah Gungeon is up at. Uh, the Vets, um, Erie Veterans Hospital up there, um, and she's doing great stuff. So you're right, we plant the seeds, and hopefully those things sprout and can grow roots here, which will help the whole city.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are, yes, these are large nonprofit organizations, but they really are engines of not only economic activity, but really of that human capital that that we're desperate to have Who's, who's going to make the Eerie of the future? Well, we're walking amongst right. a lot of the Erie of the future. Right
4: now. And, and I, I add into that the arts. Uh, we send folks to the art museum. We send folks to the playhouse. We send folks to the Philharmonic. We've got good relationships. With. And the arts are what keep people alive and hopeful. Yeah. Um, so sending young folks into the arts um, meaningfully that can that can keep those organizations going and, and excelling um, is part of what we want to do, too. Uh, we have art galleries here on campus, and we like to give folks the opportunity to, to understand what the management of an art organization mm-hmm. takes. Um, that's We do those kinds of things, and then we offer the opportunity for them to go out and do that. What's
1: What's the biggest hurdle or barrier that you find that a student has, uh, it you know when in any kind of collegiate setting
2: hmm.
1: i mean wh- where 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 do we really need to reach out and help i mean we again macro conversation right, right. college debt is a serious correct. issue
4: correct and finding meaningful work where they can earn a paycheck and have enough you know lunch money to 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 do that kind of thing is important i think one of the things that we teach early on is time management mm. okay? that having the ability to look at a day and see what do you have in the day and how, how can you maintain your grades and how can you find a part-time job and how can you have fun with your friends and keep in contact with your family because I think all those things are really still important um, and, and, and vital to this particular generation. I mean, I think family connections um, matter to them. So how do you space that out so that you don't end up you know, a whimpering mess at the end of the day, Yeah, you know, and do that meaningfully.
1: And, and really, I mean, there's still young people. There's, they're, they're dealing with emotional issues. They're dealing with separation. Right. Um, I mean, there's, there's all of that, uh, that in local parentis, right,
4: right. you know, that you know, kind of comes into play there. They have tremendous <laughs> energy though. I, I, yeah. I am never, I wake up in the morning and if I can keep up with them, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy because uh, the, you know, the 18 to 24 year olds that we have are energetic they're forward-thinking. I think they're positive. I think they understand that there are difficulties in the world out there, and they're, they're, they're going to try and fix it. So there is that mindset too. That can we fix a pollution problem? Can we fix a yeah. water problem? Can we fix a hunger problem? And I think that's one of the things also that Gannon does because it, mm. it allows you to kind of look at. I'm a message maker, and I'm. I think there's a problem over here. How can I construct a message to kind of help that? You know, in the graphics classes, we often. I love how you just
1: said that. That I'm a message maker. I I, I can craft. I I really feel like that's yeah. that's been one of those things that I've had to to have in my career is how do I create, how do I make sure that my boss's vision is s- articulated so well that it's so easily understood. Correct. You're just trying to facilitate that connection from the originator to the destination.
4: Right. And Aristotle said, first know thy audience. So one of our focuses is trying to figure out who the audience is yeah. and trying to aim it. You know, we work with a lot of the, um, Uh, social service agencies, we've done posters for them, you know, uh, violence, uh, the the opioid drug crisis, we've done uh, posters for them. And I think, you know, we bring art and technology together to craft those messages that are effective. You know, so that if I've got a a 20-year-old designing a poster for you know, 15 to 18 to 23-year-olds, sometimes that's more meaningful than, you know, having me design a poster. Sure. um, Because they have the sensitivities of that demographic, which... Are are vital.
1: Well, I, you know, an an amazing point of that is just how AOC. Not to get too political, but how AOC was able to market herself. In that district in Queens in 2018, with a look, she had a look that looked like something out of South America, right? And right. It, it totally was uh, apropos to her generation and to her constituency, right? And the demographic yeah. there
4: at the time, yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's a joy that we bring to the table. Um, and these folks have that kind of energy, and they're they're not shy about sharing it, which which I I use and say, okay. Let's do two versions of it and see which one works, and we test it and, <laughs> nice. and that kind of stuff. But but I think your notion about graphics is an industry that we hadn't even thought of 20 years ago. Right. Like, sure. Desktop publishing and the ability for everybody to have art and technology at their fingertips and be able to kind of you know have a have a a thought and then let it go out of your fingertips onto the screen um, is kind of a magical thing. What,
1: what's crazy, MC, is that now with social media. Everybody, even that, that car mechanic has to know how to frame a picture right. and put it online so that you can say, Hey, look at the cool brake job that I, I did. did. Come, come visit my, right. my car mechanic shop. I mean, everybody is a graphic designer right. these days. Right. And you know, and you know, sometimes we get we get the good stuff not the, so good stuff. The, okay. the negative stuff with that. But yeah, but, no, I mean, uh, yeah. you're teaching the kids the best practice.
4: Well, and I say, you know, I have parents that say, "Hey, you know, communication degree is my kid going to get a job?" Um, and I say, "Have you looked at a screen today?" <laughs> uh, and if you've right. looked at a screen today, then you've looked at the work of some kind of communications person that has that has fashioned a message. And I'll tell you, I've, I've never seen a job market this fat for us. And I use the word fat. There are jobs. um, There are a lot of good jobs in, in this area right now that I have not seen in 10 years.
1: Sean Clerkin, he is the co-chair of the School of Communications and the Arts, and now you are the head of liberal studies?
4: I'm the director of
0: liberal studies. It's the core. The core. I have oh, the core. I hated those classes. Keep, oh,
1: come on. Come on, oh. Sean. Why do I need to come know? Come on. You know? Uh, oh, that's well, okay, not Okay, what was my that. absolutely least favorite <laughs> core well,
0: Isn't that terrible. You know, we all have our least favorite classes in general. I You right. know, I have to say, mine was the first. The first attempt I had at biology one hundred and one. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're getting a theater guy, right? Well, trying you know, to, I
0: was, and that was premed. That when I first got oh, here, that's right? Yeah, so I was, I was going to be a family, me- family, family doctor, and. Uh, and I and I remember. Did you I, crush I, your
1: parents' dreams?
0: I, you know, well, I was I was brought up in a very very standard Roman Catholic household, uh-huh. Irish or Irish Catholic, which yeah. is kind of like that DNA. We know there's that you know Italian Catholic, Polish mm-hmm. Catholic, Irish yeah. Catholic. It's actually yeah. in your in your actual cells. <laughs> yes, you know, yes, it's, it's not a matter is. of faith. It's a matter of bio. It is a matter <laughs> of biology. <laughs> it's a matter of biology. Absolutely. Yes. And so so I was so I and I went off to Gannon, and my parents were of course thrilled and everything. And I I wanted I knew that I, that when I went to college, I was going to be either uh, I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a priest. And, uh, I always, it was just ironic because I, at that time I was like, I can't be a priest because I have a strong drive to populate the world. You know? <laughs> you know, and, and so I thought I can't do that. Um, so I was going to be doctor or lawyer and nobody likes lawyers. So I, so I said, I'm not going to be a lawyer. So I was going to go for the medicine thing. And so as yeah. I, as I worked my way through the, through medicine, the first semester was great. Three, eight, five did really, really well. Fantastic. Second, second semester, I hit a wall. Wow, and I and I had that feeling of, and it's very unusual. I mean, it's kind of selfish at the time. I thought, "Ooh, old people get sick. I don't want to look at sick old people. Isn't that awful?" And, you <laughs> well, know, you I mean, were eighteen. I was eighteen. That's exactly right. I mean, it's unusual because now I spend a great deal of time in my other p- <laughs> part of my life. The, you know, the the, the clergy part. Right. A lot of time spent in um and in, in uh in healthcare facilities and mm. retirement facilities, working and walking through with people. And it's actually one of my favorite things to do.
1: I I want you to tell us right off the bat here that connection of the theater, the performance, you know, that that really part of your heart and soul, you know, John Bojan, you know, and ministry and and, and, and being uh, being the soft touch to people, being Jesus to people. You
0: know, it's it it is. It's so weird because people will say, well, don't you feel like you have to compartmentalize those two things? You know, like, and, and, so there was a time when I thought, okay, right now I'm going to be the minister. Now I'm going to be the teacher. Now I'm going to be the husband. Now I'm going to be the father. Now I'm going to be the son. Now I'm going to be the, si- the, 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 the sibling. And I stopped myself. My, my spiritual director, who is like our, our counselor for people yeah. in, in ministry, um, she looked at me and she said, why are you doing that? You're, you're, you're actually creating a multiple personality disorder. <laughs> And she said, why don't you just do all of those things at the same time and realize that one gift uh, yes. Supports another. Mm-hmm. My love of persons, other persons, my care for and appreciation for the for the gifts that we have in the world around us and the gifts in creation um, are also the same reasons why I want to tell stories that affirm mm-hmm. our mutuality, our, our our mutual dependence on one another, our love our love for one another. We yeah. we might not always agree on how to get from point A to point B, but we know we all need to get to point B. Yeah. And so that idea of um, so, so for me, from a ministerial perspective, it, it feeds my, uh, my performance aspects, which feed my th- teaching aspects, which feed my educational processes as well. Wow. And, and also then those things feed back into my ministerial work. Um, so I, I don't, I, I it's, it's all, it's all it's all part of being me well you
1: are you are definitely a high capacity person you have to be
0: you have in to. this role well yeah i i, I realized that when i because i avoided i avoided theater because i thought there was something else that i was supposed to be and then yeah. when i finally said you know one of the things i do is i sing and one of the things i do is i tell stories and one of the things i do is i encourage and and, and facilitate that work in in students and in others so i i realized oh man i'm gonna have to be a theater professor yeah uh, same thing happened when i I finally, was tenured at Gannon back in 1998, and I went. Now, what isn't that wild? That's I mean, crazy. isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, just, I just, it's so weird. But I think about this. But I signed my first contract March 1st of 1989 was when I signed. And I've been here for 30 plus years, Incredible. which is just. I, and I, I, one of my colleagues said, "That's so wonderful." I said, "What? that I have no ambition?" <laughs> I'm <laughs> still at the same place. Yeah, and, she, and they, were like, they were like, "No, no, no," and I said, "No, I do don't totally get it." But it, where's hometown for you? Hometown yeah. for me is Johnsonburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, in the middle of Elk County. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so yeah, you escaped.
0: I, well, <laughs> well, you know what? It's interesting because it, growing up there, one it, minute, yeah. it, it was it was a challenging thing too. It was it was a bit on the challenge, but it was also wonderful, I sure. have to say, because it, it it was I I always say Johnsonburg was a nice place to live, but I wouldn't want to visit there because um, there's not much to do when you visit, but when you live there, it is just gorgeous. It's, it's rich. Great, it is absolutely rich and and a real relationship with everybody else in the world, too. So liberal studies is kind of like the cauliflower and broccoli. You know, it's the kind of stuff that feeds you and feeds you well, but it's not necessarily great to chew on. Um, as somebody said earlier, they said, but if you cover it with cheese, <laughs> if you can cover it with cheese, then you're going to you're going to enjoy it more. So if those, so, those, so so I'm, I'm
1: getting for. A's in my major, yeah, you know, sure. and then then I barely pull a C in my you know philosophy I'm yeah. okay right you know what it, 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 it,
0: there's a, there's a couple things you can learn from that one is that maybe your passions will, will take you in a particular direction but maybe you need to discipline yourself to learn other things i mean for, you're saying it, that like uh, a professor I, I, I can't help it well, listen you're the talk radio guy who just worked, used the word ensconced in, <laughs> in an
1: intro i do i do i do i do like my vocabulary. you got it you got it yeah. hey, what was it uh, Who was my english teacher english one one, uh, doc Well, Renner, Renner was oh, my Dr. Renner. Renner was my journalism. I love Renner for a genius. journalism. Really oh, he was good. great. He was great. But Dr. Minot wrote the book. Walter Minot.
0: <laughs> yes. He was. Oh yeah. He wrote the book on rhetoric that we used. We all studied from. He was actually on my discernment committee at the was church he to really? help me discern whether I was going to go into ministry or not. Oh, he was fascinating. He gave. He of course gave me an old. Uh, early English translation of the Apocrypha of the, of the Bible, those books that, yeah, shh, we're not supposed to read those books, right? <laughs> he was, of course, Well, if you're that Catholic, you're know, supposed yeah, to read them, but right? yeah, <laughs> right. Those are the ones that, yeah, he's, but he gave me this beautiful
1: version of them. Oh, wow. He
0: just passed away a couple of years ago, actually. Is that
1: right? A really nice. Guy. He taught us the, he taught me the words red herring and gobbledygook because that was gook. his That's deal. A good one. Yeah. You know, because he hated run on sentences. Honestly, and again, he had I just sounded <laughs> like that. Exactly yeah. right. It's like a character. And, and, and I think about how when I called to edit, because in my job at the church, I was a communications director. And yeah. so I would help my bosses write their letters and, and do their communications. And I was uh, I was a very, very specific editor, chopping, mm-hmm. chopping, getting to the point. And that all comes from crazy LS eleven and twelve.
0: You know, and, and there's uh, we would say that the, the any core class at any university or college or any experience where you're learning that 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 kind of education, that's the stuff that's not going to necessarily it, it will bleed into your vocation, but it's also going to help you live a life. You know, yeah. I mean? we always say John Mark Innan when he founded the school back in in the early part of this, we're coming up on our hundredth anniversary. Incredible. He said um, there's two things that we want for our graduates. One is that we want them to live a good life, and good meaning, you know, um, well resourced and, and well compensated, but also means doing good. I mean mm-hmm. doing good things out in the world for people. Sure. The second thing he wanted is to everybody to be able to see and understand truth as we know it, you know, and understanding that what we understand to be true. Um, is also something that may change with perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we constantly learning new things, we're constantly right. discovering new things. So a truth I might have in my pocket from, from from even just yesterday may change today because there's new information coming to us, you know? But he said he wants to, wanted people to live a true life and a good life. And so liberal studies are those things that help to give us a good and true life, like philosophy, yeah. like uh, sacred scriptures for you at the Catholic right? institution, yeah. things like uh, the appreciation of fine arts, or taking a music class, Class, we're taking a oh, theater class, so that you understand how people can can communicate to us through beautiful melodies or through f- fantastic films.
1: Trying to remember, uh, yeah, my film film appreciation class. Move. Uh uh, oh, did you? Ha- what was his name? Oh gosh, he was. It was so good. Bob Vales. Was it Doctor Vales? Vales? Vales was around, but it wasn't him. No, because uh, he did some film But uh, it might have even been a priest, actually. that, who, who did, that film? Uh, did film? Because uh, again, there's a there's another uh, moment Paul, from uh, Gannon. Paul, Father Desanti. Father Desanti. Yeah, yes. yeah. So so uh, he's showing us this old western, and it, it's this it, it's this episode. I'll never forget it. Is this episode where this guy comes in? And uh, the the barber's getting ready to shave him, and it's it's the brother. It's it's the guy who killed the barber's brother, right? And he and it's showing him with the straight blade, ah. and and all of the lead up, like all of the suspense of right. of lathering him up and putting the hot towel, and he pulls the blade out. And he's sharpening it, and is he going to kill the guy? Right, or right. That's <laughs> great. Know? It's, it's just, great. I mean, it was just like one of those things where you know, again. Uh, you're you're broadening your horizons you're bro- you know right. uh, our Are our, our students still you know endeavoring to have that kind of knowledge. I mean, you have to really invest.
0: You do. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on on vocational preparation. There's a lot of pressure on uh, licensing and uh, certification and things of that nature. Gosh. But I mean, again, at that time, uh, oh gosh, we we used to have over 60 credits in the core. Half of their classes were core classes. We we've cut that significantly okay. now. Yeah, but okay. we're also but we're also not a, not really about counting credits. But we're looking for those experiences and we're mm. looking for those uh, those educational competencies. It's an okay. educational you know, sure. buzzword. But it, what it means is what can you do? Yeah. What, what are the things that you can do having had these experiences? So we're trying to find those things that you can do or those dispositions that you can hold on to that are gonna, that are gonna fill your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so that when you do come home from work at, at 4.30 or 5 o'clock or, you know, 7 o'clock at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you have some other thing that Continues to feed and challenge and 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 uh, and build you up.
1: Well, I'm still singing those Cole Porter songs that uh, that Alex turned uh, me on to yeah. back in Sunshine and After. Absolutely, you know? I was
0: thinking about that. Yeah, yeah you, you and know, Bonnie, and Bonnie playing, yeah. you were playing husband and wife there. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> we just saw Bill last week. He was in town doing a doing a lecture. He's he's and it's just he it, it is he was my he was my theater professor here. T- talk about
1: yeah, where theater is at. Uh, well, it's great.
0: Days. I I actually just uh, stepped down as director of theater. Elena Manchester, one of our graduates, uh, went off. To uh, Florida to pick up her MFA in acting, and she's back, and uh, she's been back for a few years. But she just just took over. In fact, she just opened almost Maine last night at the theater, uh, sold out house, nice. tons of students, which was really kind of exciting. Cool. And it was and it's a very very funny uh, nine little vignettes. It's kind of sketch comedy mm-hmm. but on a little bit of steroid. I mean, it's a little, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a little better than Saturday Night Live, You're a little right. bit more challenging. Yeah. And uh, but it's it's a just a really entertaining evening. And uh, and so she opened her first her first play of her first season
1: here? Uh. So you know the the department itself. I mean, again, it was very simple. It was theater, com. You know, back thirty five years ago, right. or whatever. Now you, you know, there's all these different all these different majors you can take, but a theater show or WERG, they're they're getting kids from all over the campus they
0: absolutely are and we, a lot of the students who are who are announcers or even some of the um uh some of the uh, staff management, staff yeah. management here in the, or the radio station it goes beyond that just in yeah. the same way that the again a night is not just journalism majors the people on the stage last night we and i, I looked up and saw a psychology major and wow. a biomedical m- biomedical major wow. uh, on the stage so it was it, we do have our theater majors we have our theater comm majors we have our digital media majors we have our advertising majors Journalism, all the things that we have here in the school, but there it is also a place where other people can come and continue to share the talents that they have. You know, I mean, yeah, and they don't want to—they don't want to put down their instruments, they don't want to stop singing, they don't want to stop acting, they don't want to stop writing, they don't want to stop sharing or creating content, even if they are majoring in something else. So it's nice that they have an opportunity and a safe playground to do that. And that's, you know, we're an academic program and an academic school, but we're also. uh, a place for extra and co-curricular activities.
1: Where 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 do you see the the whole school going next? What what are what are some of the aspirations that you guys have?
0: Oh, it's so exciting! I mean, what's really exciting to us is to just keep an eye on what's happening in the world, okay. uh, in the world around us. Seamus, my son, is actually mm-hmm. a student here. He's a dual major theater, con and mid level education uh mm-hmm. focusing in social studies and uh special education uh, i mean oh ta- i mean talking about is another they, i mean can, have we tried see to see go
1: go to bed at 3am after his right, I mean, all his homework is w- done welcome
0: to our house right yeah, my gosh. <laughs> But it was, uh, but I, I, he, he got me involved. He's a, he's a gamer. And so I went to, um, RTX uh, conference down in uh, Austin, Texas, and I thought I was going to go down there and watch like 75, 14 year olds play games. There were 30,000 people between the ages (laughs) of 10 and a hundred. And they were exploring new narratives and new music and new stories and new gaming techniques. And, and, and I went to all of these And the conference was not just about playing games. It was about, it was about content. It was about delivery. It was about design. It was about promotion. And I'm, I'm watching this whole thing and I came back from that and I went, guys, there's something happening in wow. the world, which is really exciting. Not that we necessarily want to, you know, jump into gaming or anything, right. but it's interesting to me to see how, what we mean by digital communications, what we mean mm-hmm. by theater, you know, we, yeah. there's a traditional legit theater on the stage, but there's also theater happening, you know, that's being streamed. We, we were saying during the break about podcasts and all yeah, these other right. things. It is an exciting time for young people to be going into communications and arts fields because the fields themselves are just exploding with possibility.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I and I think, you know, we talk about legacy media. We, we talk to the folks from the newspaper all the time. Right. You know, I mean, they, we all need the the new thinking the new energy from this new generation right because and and also somebody needs to give these baby boomers a little run for their money so they, they can keep moving on. You right. Know?
0: right. Uh, you know, uh, but there's a part of this also is about empowerment too. They're going to do things true. differently. And I will say at the age, I just turned 56. And so at the age of 56, they come in with some ideas and I just kind of want to roll my eyes and think, Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I also sit back and go, but Sean, you know, part of it is having the freedom to explore something new, because even if you risk failure and they are sometimes mm-hmm. afraid to risk that, but if they risk failure, even by failing something, they're going to learn something from." The experience it's going to make them stronger for the next challenge that they're going to face. Absolutely, you know. So I love the idea of saying, "Give it a try, give it a whirl." Right. I'm I'm anticipating that it's not going to go well, but you know what? Nobody's in any danger, so try something new.
1: And 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 it'll be hopeful, and and I'm hopeful that those that are behind these industries, those those that have that fourth out of six stations, could say, "You know what? Let's let's build a play box, let's build a sandbox for these young minds to create." A radio format that could just blow a town on its head. It's interesting.
0: As you just said, that we're in the, we're in the uh, uh, process right now of exploring a, a new minor we're going to offer in uh, creativity and innovation. Oh, cool. And it's actually going to create a kind of like a, a fun little um, beehive space mm-hmm. where students from all different majors, you can have somebody there from theater and somebody from communications and somebody from uh, biomedical engineering and somebody from computer science and somebody from uh, health sciences, from nursing, and they're going to be able to play together and just imagine and wow. just try to come up with new ideas I, again we do have people that, d- that want to do traditional things but we also have people who are on the cutting edge saying i wonder what would happen if and we and i love the idea of providing a space or providing a, a facilitation of that kind of mindset it's it's something we're new right now in the in the development phase here at the university
1: do, do you think that um a- again now that you're kind of getting up in the upper echelons of universities what what is it going to take to Like for example, to advance educational attainment for Erie. I mean, this school was founded on uh, Archbishop Gannon, Mm -hmm. you know, making it affordable for the newspaper boys. Like he always talked about that. And and of course, if if you don't have any means, you can get that Archbishop Gannon scholarship. And where they max out your Pell grants, and then they'll they'll make up the difference. You know. Um, but what what's it going to take to to build more diversity and more uh, educational attainment for schools like this? That's
0: a great question. I mean, it, it's it's it is so difficult to build diversity because the minute you do that, you, it sounds like you're manipulating the the, the market. You right. Know what I mean, right. But providing an opportunity for anyone who wonders or anybody who imagines or anybody who thinks they can get here, just oh, having an open door, having having mm. a sense of welcome, having a sense of facilitation. If somebody comes onto campus and said, "Why, I think this is this could be my place," and uh, what can i study here and uh, that we have to be ready to help help them find their way to it i'd like to say that we are you know i i'm really yeah. i'm really proud of what, what we're doing with admissions i mean four hundred and four thousand four hundred and forty four students right now currently involved involved in the two campuses isn't that great and then, 44, and, 44.
1: and that's even in in the world of where the the you know the macro issues of holding back international students right. i mean it's very difficult now for internationals to come over because yes. of the because of the the macro uh, policies, right? And right. so, uh, for you to be uh, maxing out, that's pretty good stuff. Isn't that great stuff? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so I, I'd like to believe that we're still doing it, but I I, I think you're right. There's a, it, every anybody who wants an education should be able to get an education. I think that's important. I think we also have to capitalize on uh, a wide variety of educational experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, we do need to focus on technical skills and technical uh, vocations as well. Um, there's a lot of great jobs out there, and people do not have the technic, uh, technical uh, education to, to, f- to fill them. Yeah. Um, so so we, we have to focus on those areas, too. And I and I, I think we are, we're diversifying what we have to offer, and I think that's one way that we can also invite a diverse population of students.
1: I'm pretty excited about, and again, it's in another building, but this whole... I hack thing. Oh, this, you so know, cool. the innovation district. It's yeah, really I tried cool. to resist
0: the coolness. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool.
1: <laughs> and we've got with us uh, Brian Bowersox. He's the general manager of the uh, college radio station here, the, the university station, ninety point five WERG. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Glad that you're here. All right, so tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to Gannon?
5: Well, I actually ended up at Gannon all because of the radio station. Um, Sounds I took familiar. And, uh, yeah, I um, was interested in joining the station. You know, um, I, I wanted to go into broadcast radio pretty much everywhere since um, since I was in uh, elementary school. I actually had a neighbor who was the sports broadcaster for their local college. I grew up down at IUP area. Okay. And so he was the um, sports broadcaster, Jack Benedict. And, okay. Uh, he would bring me on and help me uh, kind of produce some of their uh, shows that they did for their. So football you games. you
1: you basically uh, said I could stay here at in Indiana, yeah. uh, or I could go to Erie. And, I could, yeah, and I chose. You to chose to, Erie. yeah. I mean, I, I, it's so funny because we have a at our, at our sister station uh, from Talk Erie. Our morning, uh, the lady that works in the mornings is an IUP grad. Oh, is, well, uh, that's, been, that's that's where she did all of. <laughs> Did all of her, her stuff there many years ago? Anyway, so uh, so you you found out about Gannon. You found out that they had the this very cool radio station up here, and that was what you you've been you know focusing on.
5: Yeah, I mean, coming in, I was a little intimidated. I wasn't exactly sure the whole uh, process that it was going to take, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, beca- getting in my first semester I had uh, two shows and wow. from there I, I found a few managers who wanted to take me on as an assistant and I just kept growing from there became a training director last year um, and then for as a training director I uh, ended up winning an award last year we had nice. our college radio awards the IBS the intercollegiate broadcasting system yeah. and I was uh, able to help the station take home the best training method that's fantastic number one number one in the nation good for you so i was pretty proud of that i'm trying to remember
1: how i used to train my jocks I was the i was the pd my senior year Mm. at, at erg and um you know, we just were still doing vinyl back then. Oh wow, that's.
5: <laughs> so I think had I might to have an easier to, job.
1: How to cue up a record and not have uh, you know to get too scratchy and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, you have a little bit of an easier job, but I don't have but to worry uh, about that. but the computers they can goof up if you're oh, yeah. not careful,
5: right? That's what uh, I'm actually every day. I have something new to teach or mm-hmm. a new experience or something that I've never even thought of as an issue or a problem, and it'll. It'll come up, and something new will happen, and I get to try and jump in and save the day. I think that's kind of what my job is, right?
1: That's awesome. All right, so you told me off mic that um, you're heading to graduation here in
5: just a couple months. Yeah, I'm going to be graduating in December, fingers crossed.
1: All right, so what's the immediate plan?
5: Well, I, I'm definitely interested in continuing. Um, like I said, I want to join broadcast radio. I've been interested in that uh, pretty much my have you entire put, life. Have you
1: put in uh, any... T- the tapes Chad I'm saying tapes that's oh, ridiculous said so tape send your tape and resume that that, that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> old habits <die> art <laughs> so no have, have you have you looked around here or in Pittsburgh where are you look are you looking
5: uh actually I really do like uh Erie I'm trying to I'm looking to stay pretty local nice. I I fell in love with the city so I'm definitely uh, really interested in staying around. I know uh, I've I've seen a couple openings around for uh, WQLN. I'm yeah. interested in joining on and seeing where I can go with that. Uh, there's a lot sure. of different opportunities and. So yeah, you want to be
1: on the air, or you you wouldn't mind doing production, or what are you thinking?
5: I'm a little all over the place with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy being on air. I'm I'm a performer at heart. You know, I mm-hmm. I do theater and all of those things. So I'm definitely comfortable. You know, performing, but. Um, I've actually found a lot of fun in the editing process and the yeah. producing process. And so that's something that actually coming in, you know, to Gannon for my first year, I was excited to be on air and I mm-hmm. kind of thought that that was the only thing I would do. And then the more I stuck around, the more I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Actually
5: helping produce, you know, a bunch of different uh, promos and things like that.
1: Terrific. Terrific. Uh, hold on a second. We want to uh, say hi to Ann o- O'Neill, right? Uh, welcome. Uh, yes. Jump on that microphone there. And uh, tell us, uh, get us up to date on on your end of things, because the whole advertising and marketing part of communications now is like the hottest thing. I mean, as far as people need to know how to use like Facebook ads and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this right now. This is a real-life experience. I'm trying to figure out a strategy for Google Ads right now because it's all changed from what I learned just 10 years ago or whatever it was.
6: Social media has changed the face of advertising and public relations immensely in the last dozen-plus years. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: So, our, uh, so the cool thing about what this place is is you're able to kind of keep these, these young people up with best practice of where it's at because it's constantly changing.
6: Yeah. What well, we teach them now, though probably will be very different in a year <laughs> right. or two, and that's right. just the nature of it. It's the way it goes.
1: Oh, absolutely. And so, um, so you know, what have, what have you found over the years as as you as you taught, you know, um, what, as I've what,
6: aged over the years. Well, here? I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's
1: have, okay. Yeah, we have about a minute left. You know, t- tell us. You know, where what What are some of the aspirations for your kind of bent of of the of the of the meat? You know the the whole advertising, yeah, I, I mean, are there kids that are just totally focused on the the advertising communications part of the thing?
6: Well, in today's world, students have to be well-rounded. and okay, know a gotcha, variety okay. of things. And we teach it here again and from an integrated approach of advertising, public relations, sales promotion, direct marketing, and all of that includes the digital world.
1: Gotcha. So yeah. So so it's just it's just getting that, and, and a, a guy like Brian is is getting that whole that whole gambit. Of, sure. And yeah.
6: our students like the digital world because that's mm-hmm. how they communicate. So they're often often wanting to go into digital media, social media, being that for an organization.
1: So you're you're a popular professor on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're trying to get into your classes. Oh, well, the to-
6: classes are a lot of fun usually. Yeah.
1: That's terrific. Well, I have an old friend, uh, Jim Griffey, with us here. James, uh, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. I'm really glad to be here and be a part of this and just, uh,
7: you know, come back to my old st- stomping grounds. Although my old stomping grounds, the radio station, were in a totally different building than this.
1: Absolutely. So your, your era, where was WERG? Because my era was Zern. WERG
7: was in the basement of the Zern Science okay. Center, our studio was like about 10 feet by 10 feet. Uh, I mean, everything, literally everything was in that little room. Our transmitter, it was was 10 10 watts, our 10-watt flamethrower antenna sitting on the top of the uh, Zern Science Center. And uh, the transmitter was just this little box, basically. Uh, So that sat back there. And our record library, which was probably about 150 albums, uh, and I'm talking about not just rock album there were some rock albums, there was jazz, there was class I mean the whole thing the was whole right thing. in there. So that's where uh that's where everything came from. You know, so you there, were in the basement? In the basement. Okay. In the basement, yeah. Yeah. Outside of the studio there was a little uh, table about the size of this that was that was the office. And there was a little <laughs> two drawer file cabinet. Okay. And that was that was, that was it. I mean, we were yeah. the little station that could.
1: Yeah. Uh,
7: you know, it came on in 72, and, you know, we the ten, 10 watts kind of covered, I think we went about as far as, like, maybe Liberty wow. Street to the west and and probably 26th Street to the yeah, south. Yeah, I used but to get, listen on we, 18th Street. We, we, we would get so... Jazzed when somebody would call and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm listening to you up by you know Mill Creek Mall," and it's like, "Wow!" wow. And, and then, of, of course, now with streaming, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere you have an internet connection, That's you, you, a, can be, you can be—you could be at the South Pole if you have an internet connection, you can hear WERG. <laughs> like, wow! <laughs> it's just—it's
1: it, it, mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. It, and, and you think about all that you learn. And I think back then we we were, and and they still are. They're here to learn. The exactly. skill set. The, the, the students, as they do now, the students
7: ran it. You know, we had, uh, at the time, Father McSweeney mm-hmm. was the, the, the first uh, advisor or the first, you know, faculty person to oversee us. And then uh, when I was a sophomore, A.J. Maselli mm-hmm. came on. And, uh, you know, but they, you know, they, they, they kept it arm's length. Yeah, and if anything ever went too crazy, they might step in. But I don't. At least when I was there, nothing like that ever happened. We took it seriously, very much, just like they do now. Absolutely. And um, you know, so yeah, we 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 were masters of our own fate. We came up with our own programming ideas, uh, and you know, within the limits of what we had technology-wise. Mm. It was it was just a great time. I mean, it was a tremendous learning experience, and so many of us that went on to become professionals—not uh, just myself, but a lot of other people that uh, stayed in the business for a long time—started there. It's a great, a great training ground.
1: Wonderful. Well, in, in, in really, isn't it amazing that you've been able to be gainfully employed? You know, in this business, in this with this skill set that you learned all those years ago here again. I'm forty-six years, yeah, in radio. Incredible!
7: Let
6: That's
4: that like sink a shop then. worker. Let that sink <laughs>
7: There's some <laughs> luck involved, too, because, you know, as you know, the radio landscape has changed quite a bit. It's a lot incredible. of you know, corporate ownership and, yeah. uh, you know, new owners come in and lots of times they clean house or, yeah. you know, things happen. And and I'm, I'm on my sixth owner. I'm like, uh, you know, like the Steelers got six. You know, I got six owners,
1: <laughs> got six owners. And, uh, you really haven't moved I'm, anywhere. I'm all, but...
7: <laughs> I, I, I finished up one hand. Now I got one on the thumb.
1: And, oh, my uh, gosh. So, yeah. So let's let's think about some of the places that you worked. You worked. At the old Commerce Building, right, right. right. That was where uh, K104 was um, during the heyday, during the '70s disco heyday, right? Yeah.
7: Well, the the we were in the Commerce Building up until uh, like the the fall of '81. Then we moved out to okay. West 26th Street by '79, and yeah. that's where uh, that's that's where we were for the remainder of my tenure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, the Commerce Building was just a whole story in and of itself. But yeah, that was that was a real. You know, FM radio was just really coming into the forefront, um, you know, kind of taking over AM as far as, you know, people's uh, preference for music. And K-104, you know, kind of kind of led the way there for a little while until like the Absolutely. mid-80s. And we got some really good competition from Classy 100, which, by mm-hmm. the way, is the longest lasting radio branding in this market. Classy 100 came on in 1985. And I never no, thought of no that. No other, no other station in this market has had the same branding yeah. for that length of time. That's amazing. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, Rocket One Hundred One had it for a while, but then now they're Rocket One Hundred Five. And uh, you know, well, Star One Hundred Four since mm-hmm. the nineties, but, but Classy 100's had it the longest. Isn't that something? Yeah, and then you know, Jet FM One Hundred Two coming on in the mid eighties, mm-hmm. uh you know, really bumped up the competition sure. quite a bit. It was it was a great time, though. It really yeah. was. really, really was. And the people that I, everybody that I work with, I learned something from mm-hmm. one, one extent or another. Um, uh, the, the, here at, at Gannon, A.J. Right? AJ, AJ Maselli, I mm-hmm. cannot say enough about what that man did for me. So much of what I learned, so much of what I do had its foundation right there with him. And then there was Bill Shannon at Roll right. Four, Absolutely. another great programmer. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 programming W Wow over in Conneaut. I in have Hulu. to
1: tune that in. I haven't heard that. In it's a while. it's it's the boomer station. Yeah. You're yeah. playing
7: playing stuff from the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, and you know, just a, your kind of quintessential small
1: town storefront sure. radio
7: station, but he loves it. I, I visited him there a few years ago and it's just a great little operation.
1: Well and again he he was he was a legend. I mean not only in Erie but literally nationally because he took that K104 to the stratosphere. Right. And, a, as far as ratings and in you
7: know and, domination uh, really. And and the manager that we had uh, the late Larry Garrett right. came up from Pittsburgh from TAE and mm. uh, you know he brought a lot of ideas and
1: yeah. a lot of uh, uh, just really good inspiration. There's a lot of listeners to my show that that they they grew up with K104. Just, just you know, they remember oh, yeah. you. Oh yeah, you, I know. You did know. what middays? It just, it just floors me that. I'm, I'm, where, where were you, what was your main shift? Was it middays, at JJ, or yeah? Uh,
7: um, well, when I started, I was just on weekends. Okay. You know the the, the shifts And you work, were still at Gannon at the, when you did that, right? Yeah, okay. I was a junior at Gannon when I was hired there. I worked Saturday night, and then I worked Saturday and Sunday night. And then I was just doing part-time stuff, you know, here and All there right. when they needed me vacation fill-ins and stuff, but but yeah, but in, um the early 80s is when I took over the permanent midday shift, 10 yeah. to 2. And
1: what was the line then? So was it was it uh who was doing mornings? Well, Andy
7: Pressman, Andy Pressman did yeah. mornings for quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, there was me in the afternoon. There, there, there were a few people in the afternoon. Garth, Garth Cornell. Yeah, again, I don't know how yeah. many people are going to remember Right, right, names. right. Well, uh, uh, but
1: and then and then Bill was on in the afternoon drive, Oh, Bill right? was on the afternoon too. Yeah. Right,
7: right. Yes, I can't like yeah. Can't, yeah, he for a long time he was there in the afternoon. Um, and then, oh, a guy named, uh, Scott Reynolds. I don't know yeah. if you remember that yeah. name or not. His his real name was Bill Waterman. He's gone on to be a big programming guy. I think Is he's program, right? program director of, uh, Album Station in Philadelphia. Gotcha. And he yeah. was down in our station in Savannah, Georgia for a while. too. a really good radio guy.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, uh, when I was doing my media blog, we had set up this, uh, Facebook group called yep. We Rocked Erie yep. in the 20th Century, yep. and now there's over like 350 members of that thing, and, and there's there's people that from from the entire era of of people that I grew up
7: listening to that; were <laughs>
1: right? inspirations to yes. me. Yeah, that's that. Was how old pretty... some of them are. <laughs> it's so cool to see the the interaction and all that stuff, Jim. All right, so so okay, uh, now now 40 years later, you know, you're still. You're still singing the praises of of your experience here again. It's just yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah,
7: I mean, so much of what I learned, I've I've taken with me. I've uh, uh, just built on it, and it's just been a great foundation. I mean, here I learned about. Uh, the, the basics of, of, of production with, with razor blades and tape. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that, I, Brian? Well, oh I've God. always said <laughs>
5: heard stories. Well,
7: I've always said that you know, you you young whippersnappers that are you know <laughs> learning on you know digital and you know Adobe and all that, you really need to experience the thrill of working with tape, of having something that you have one chance and one chance only to edit and get it right, and if you don't get it right. You got to go back to square one. You don't have undo.
1: <laughs> you are totally over romanticizing this thing, Jim. Because uh, you know, you know what I get to do now. Because when I make my promos by using Adobe Audition, I can see the waveform. Oh, and sure. sometimes, sometimes I don't even have to listen to it. I could, I can make the edit just visually, exactly. and it sounds amazing. You get amazing. it down
7: to like one one hundredth of a second. You know, you can see where that drum beat is or something, but. <laughs> you know, the old days you're running the tape back and forth. And then you put <laughs> little pieces of
1: tape, you yeah. know, little, little scotch tape there. Yeah. If you, if you but run I used out to of... make
7: that. We, we had our own custom edits of songs on K-104 that I used to oh, do. Oh, did you used to um, do those? Wow. By, <laughs> I wish I'd saved this, but some of you may, may remember a song called Inagata De Vida yeah. Butterfly. The album version was like 17 and a half minutes long. Well, we wanted to play... We didn't want to play all 17 and a half minutes, but we wanted to play a version of it. So I went in and did like a hybrid version that came out to about maybe seven and a half, eight minutes. You know, the drum it's, solo just was cut down a little bit. You know, and I did Still that long, for, long enough for and a bathroom I, I, break. I kicked myself because I never saved <laughs> that tape.
1: You didn't save it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, we'll put the band back together. Look at this. Well, and, and, you know, and honestly, I think that the one thing we all have in common is... We came to Gannon because of this radio station. I, I mean, I mean, I was just this kid up in Mercier's Prep, and I wanted to be on the radio, and this is where I came. You can probably attest to it, Jim. I know you
3: can, and Brian, probably you too. The first time you cracked that mic and talked on the air on WERG, the feeling, I still remember that.
7: Uh, it, for me, in part, it was a feeling of terror. <laughs> 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 it took, it, it took a, a moment for it to kind of sink in. I mean, even though it was only 10 watts, you know, it's like, people are hearing me holy cow you have an people are you took calling it seriously yeah people are calling you know <laughs> but in my case and you know, I talked about the, the radio station um i was uh when i was in high school i was actually looking to go to kent state because they had the 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 closest school that had any kind of a really good you know communications program but then gannon the erg came on the air like in december of 72 Bingo. Wow. And it's Good like, memory. well, there's a radio station at Gannon. You know, I mean, I didn't know you had a program or anything. I thought I'd go to Gannon get on the radio. But then a couple of months later, there was an open house of some kind, and I came down and I met Father McSweeney, who painted the sky every shade of blue about this program they were right. starting. <laughs> and, and And so I came on board, and my class was the first class to go through all four of our college years in the department. So, so, a, so really, a, a there wasn't fact.
1: there wasn't much of a de- comm arts department before you guys. It sounds like I don't even think it
7: existed apart from. I mean, it wasn't like a, an actual major or anything.
3: I think it was called the Department of Theater.
7: The, well, the, well, yeah. Actually, technically, my my degree is uh, Theater and Communication Arts. Um, but I didn't do any theater. <laughs> Unless you count playing drums for a show as theater, but you know, as far as acting, no, no, that's not that me. That
3: counts. You were part of the production, and <laughs> you still do that uh, at the Playhouse. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, still yeah. there, well, although
7: not know. with the current production. The current okay. production fandom, which, by the way, go mm. see it. It's sonically, visually just incredible, but there's no drum set part for it, so <laughs> I, got, <No. laughs> I actually got to watch a show for the first time, or the first time in a long time, and it's quite an experience. It really is. I, Go I see it.
3: Facebook post about that. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How do you track all of those shows? Do you, like, uh, set aside a pair of sticks or something like that? Or... <laughs> well, <laughs> that'd be very well, expensive I, for I you. Have,
7: I have a trunk. <laughs> I have a trunk in my basement, the trunk of memories, with every program. Oh, yeah. Every show that I've ever done. And I kept tracking the computer, but a, a few years ago, we had this virus come in and basically mm-hmm. ate everything on our hard drive and dummy right. me didn't save anything so i lost a lot of that so i kind of went back and kind of figured out where where i am as far as productions number of productions that i've done so that's how
1: i keep track let's let's talk a second here i want to get get the expertise of of the the young one who's who's about to enter into this field and some of us older guys uh i mean radio takes its licks you know uh there's a lot of people that have Uh, Over the years, literally, they've been saying they've been talking about the demise of radio since uh, 1939, when they uh, when television was exhibited at the World's Fair. I mean, there's been you know, radio is about to die any moment now, and here we are at 99 years. um, And you see, Brian, you see a lot of opportunity, don't you?
5: I do. That's what I mean. There's a lot of people – I think it's the idea of like traditional radio is the thing that's really gotten people down on it. And it's not – it's 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 a lack of understanding of all the different opportunities and the growth of radio and where it can go because I think a lot of people just go, oh, well, the only way I listen to the radio is when I'm in my car. And they don't think of all the other opportunities. I mean podcasting is a form of uh, like broadcast radio. And I mean, that's what all these shows are. It's just a podcast, but we don't call it that. We call it radio. And so, I mean, I think it's funny whenever people, you know, they'll talk about YouTube channels and how, you know these people grow and they have vlogs and stuff. And that's uh, that's it's the same thing. They just call it something else. And so I think that that's something that uh, i've I've been able to identify that it's not just radio is not. Falling off the map anytime soon. And it may, it may, it it is evolving and changing, perhaps uh, traditionally how uh, people perceive it or thought uh, radio is. But I mean, the people who are in the industry, everyone I've ever talked to, you guys are backing it up here. I mean, it's not going anywhere.
1: Well, and Jim, what is it? 93% of Americans listen to radio at least once a month. And I'll tell you,
7: you know, we we, living in this part of the country we're not subject to like hurricanes and natural disasters and stuff but you know down with, with uh, Dorian and you know any of the hurricanes that have come through you know when, when a storm when a when a disaster of some kind knocks out the cell towers literally and figuratively when the power goes out you know you you know you can't you can't log on to the internet it's not there. No. What's there? Radio a couple of years ago down in Puerto Rico with Hurricane Maria. The, the 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 only link those people had were those am radio stations down there that that stayed on the air with generators and that's the that's 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 it's always going to be there it's always going to be
1: there way in jet
3: yes disaster preparedness for radio that's where it's unique and it's uh it, it's a real lifeline but we can't just look at that it's got to be it all comes down to content. If it's compelling content. You, exactly. I remember listening to K one oh four and Jet and and you know, jocks like Jim Cook and I knew if I tuned out I was missing something.
7: That's that's the whole thing. It's what you do in between the songs. You know, I mean you can make up your own song playlist, you know, and listen to whatever you want, but it's what you put in between. It's the content. Content will always be king, always. All and th- and, and we, everybody just got to remember that. Do that.
3: And my own playlists on you know that I make on Spotify and Pandora or whatever, you know, there's there's nothing there but the music. And maybe I want to be exposed to something else, or I listen to what it's telling me I like. And like, why do you pick that song for me? But the curation we do on the radio and the music we mix, not just the new, but also the older that you might never have been exposed to before. I had a student in my class. We we covered AM radio last week, and I played a music montage of the last day of WABC Music Radio 77. They did this whole montage of their entire history of of music from the 60s and 70s. And, And I had the students say, gosh, is this a YouTube video? This is like my favorite music. I love all this stuff. So it's not just the newer stuff. It's the older stuff. And it's stuff you've never heard before that you can get exposed to and... That's what I think part of the magic of radio is, the music, the information, the entertainment that we, cur- we, we curate and we interact with our audience, and that's a special bond that uh, I remember growing up with on the other end of the microphone, and now I get to be on this end, and I still love that every day.
1: What I'm hoping to do, even with this program, as we just tell stories of, 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 of where Erie is and where Erie is going, and, and telling the stories of people. You know the the visceral stories, and we've had several moments where we've kind of broken some news. You know, where there was a revelation, or there's some something new and exciting happening in the community. But it the the most powerful times have been just hearing um, hearing the stories of, of of life change and and. Uh, uh, or, or of a program that's really making an impact. I remember we had the, the, the folks on from Penn State Core and they're talking about how many kids just go around with just a lot of anxiety and a lot of, um, you know, they're just dealing with anxiety and depression and, and how these, 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 uh, these college students are able to kind of go in and, and make an impact in in uh, in bettering their lives and it's just it was just so powerful and moving and and poignant to me and and i i feel like being able to have the space and the breath to tell those stories even in spoken word form you know um and then and then to utilize what you say like you say chat the content on multiple streams so if you want it on youtube you can get it if you want it on on a podcast you can get it but gosh the radio is the catalyst for that. I, I agree. Uh, we,
3: I looked at the figures for it, and Jim's right. Radio reaches ninety-five percent of all Americans, and it is still the most widely used form of electronic media out there. There's, there's TV, there's streaming, there's, you know, all this other stuff, but radio still commands the most. I don't want radio to get complacent. I think we always have to think of, you know, reinventing ourselves. Uh, but it it's it's there, there's I've had such a rewarding career in this and there's there's uh, there's so much fun when I come to work every day with this kind of thing not just for what I do but to see young people get involved in this and I would look back and I've got a news director a sports director a promotions uh... uh uh, a social media manager, program director and they're working, they're running the selector program, they're working the computer systems, they're making sure the content and the kill dates all match up and that we're not running promos after the event ends and all those <laughs> things. You know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. all these things. And it it it, it I, this looks, feels and sounds like a radio station and I love coming to work every day in that regard. And
7: I got to say just walking around looking at your facility, cool. you know, I mean just just the, the way you've run this station for the last several years and it, it, you know it's it's just it's just amazing i'm I, I, as, as an old werg when we were 89.1 that's where we were <laughs> oh, originally that's the
1: original 10 watt
7: uh, yeah the 10 10 <laughs> watt flamethrower but you know that same that same spirit that same spirit that we had you guys have and and i've just taken it you know up three levels from where we were so oh. my hat is off to you
3: thank you jim I, I really appreciate that. And let's let's tip it all to A. J. Maselli, who's this this building was his vision. And it's come to fruition putting our department in one whole school and one building that's uniquely our own and the synergy, as you said, the level has just increased. We don't have the the Knight in one building and the radio in another and we're all in one place now. You've been
0: listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com.